0: What's going on everyone? Pat Mayo here on Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets The Mix. Talking about my one and done pick for the 2021 Pebble Beach Pro-Am No-Am, so that's good. You don't need to worry about like taking Bill Murray in a one and done. Badfield, Dustin Johnson isn't playing anymore. So what does that do for the one and done? It actually kind of made some sense to me, not necessarily to bet Dustin, but where so much win equity had been tied up to him. And it's not like this is a small purse in terms of how much you can win if you come in first place. It's actually kind of juiced up. So that leads me to the very top of the board. Generally, I try to stay within the top 10 of the betting odds and take one of the guys up top. I think this is one of the few weeks where you can actually throw that out if you don't want to go up to the very top, just because we've seen so many long shot winners. You do have to get it right, obviously. But, maybe you have a hunch on someone from the back end. People know that I like Chris Baker this week. I'm not going to be using Chris Baker in the one and done. But if you wanted to use Cantlay, I know that there are other spots that you might be saving him for, but... You know, seven to one in odds, he's has the by far the most win equity of anyone. If you can cash in a first, second, or third out of him at this tournament, then it's gonna look really good in the race for the one and done. I don't know how popular he's gonna be. He's already been in the race for the Mayo Cup up on fantasygolfchampionships.com, the one that we're all playing in. He's been used in 17% of the league so far. So he's only available to 83%. Daniel Berger as well, who's the second on the betting board, a lot of win equity tied up with him too. He's been used by almost 30% of the field and coming off a bad week, are people going to go back to Berger? I think you need to weigh those options because this is the part of the season now where it's only four events in. You don't have to worry about it too much if you're like you're not completely out of it no matter where you stand. Two winners in a row and you're in like third place or not third place, but you'll be inside like the top fifty with a chance to get everything back with some of the higher money tournaments coming up. But this is really one of them. You could use Berger here, no problem. He's played well here in the past. In my mind, I can see Jason Day and Jordan Spieth being the two highest owned picks in the one-and-done. I think that makes a lot of sense. Both have excellent course histories. Jason Day has come inside the top five in five of the past six seasons. And we know with him, in terms of the one-and-done, like, it's not that big of a deal if your guy comes in T23. Like, there's no real difference between T23 and a missed cut. It's, does this guy have win equity? What is the upside for him? And it does seem with Spieth rebounding in Phoenix, I don't have as much faith in him as other people do, but this course kind of fits what he wants to do. Excellent putter, he's hitting his irons well, the driving... Distance and the driving accuracy doesn't really mean as much at this event. But I would be looking more to Jason Day than Jordan Spieth. But I think that Ricky Fowler might be someone for me. I still believe in his upside. Now, he's missed three cuts in a row, a.k.a. the Brooks-Kepko method from last week. So he could definitely miss another cut. The putting has been absolutely horrendous. He dropped over four strokes on the greens, testing out new putters last week in Phoenix. But the thing to really key on with Ricky, strokes gained approach. Positive past three events that is what has been limiting him so often in 2020 and it seems like he's starting to figure that out a little bit especially with the short wedges which we're going to see an overabundance of 100 to 150 yards this week if he can figure out the putting we know the short game's good we know that the driving is kind of hit or miss but means less this week that Ricky is definitely in it I don't think like I made the mistake last week I went double barrel Hideki in both my teams I initially had Brooks in and I should have taken the strategy of hey what's the upside for Brooks oh It's winning. That's why I bet on Brooks to win. I didn't feel comfortable enough using him in the one and down, which is really the opposite way that you need to be thinking about it. I believe he was used in fewer than 1% of lineups last week in the one and done. And that's a guy with ultimate win equity. We know he can win. I know that Ricky can win events. We know that Spieth can win events. We know that Day can win events. With these other guys, you're hoping to get lucky that they finally break through. And we've seen enough long shot winners here in the past that we know that almost anyone can win that tournament. That's why I don't mind going down the list a little bit. But of the players in this field, Berger is the most used, 28%. Cantley, 17%. Zalatoris, 6%, 6%, Fowler 5%. That was probably from last week. No one's going to be using Fowler this week. Day 3%. So everyone's almost available to all players. It's not a strong field. So I can see a lot of people going towards the Max Homas, Cameron Davises even Sam Burns, Kevin Streelman, that range of player. I don't love them as much because I don't think that they're going to win. Now, if you think they're going to win, obviously use them. If you want to go down deeper in this list, though, like Varner is going to be a very popular pick. Like just remember that he's 70 to 1 in odds. And it's unlikely that you're ever going to burn Harold Varner throughout the course of the year, just because he's never going to be one of the top 10 players in any sort of field. I mean, this is probably the closest he's going to get. This is probably the weakest field that we're going to see. So I do think that there's merit to using Cantley, Berger, or Casey this time around. Now, Casey was just overseas, posted a win during the Middle Eastern swing. You Now he's on an 11-hour time difference uh, coming over. We've seen that not affect players all that much, but Siwoo Kim would be another one that you could potentially use. played well at this course in the past. His worst course, Monterey Peninsula, is out of the rotation now. Uh, and people feel like they may have missed the boat on Siwoo, where he won at the American Express, another multi uh, multi course tournament uh, and listen the short wedges you can almost not really project out Siwoo Kim when it comes to anything stat modeling doesn't really work for him it's either is he good that week or is he horrendous that week those tend to be his two outcomes but he is playing pretty well right now obviously he has the win so I don't think that he or Fowler will be popular from that top end range at all so that's a method you can go with but if we're talking about win equity getting that million dollar payday in the one and done it might be worth burning if you have one team burn Cantley, burn Berger Berger might end up Coming, like I said, less popular because he burned so many people last week. People don't want to go back to that well, but we're searching for winners in the one and done. You have to remember that. It's not good that if you take Verner, oh, he's 70 to one. Oh, we got a T9. Excellent news. It's not really that great if people use Cantley and Cantley wins. And if you just look at the implied odds of him, like, you know, he's 7 to 1 in this field. Berger is the next closest at 14 to 1. Casey is 16 to 1. Staying in that range. Zalatoris, I guess, a lot of the top end guys along with maybe Berger might be the least used because he burned some people last week and his name just looks awkward next to the odds that he's currently possessing. And we don't really know what his win equity is yet. He's yet to win on tour, but it seems like he's going to win sometime soon. So if you can get a top three finish out of any of these guys, it's going to be worth burning them in a tournament like this, taking the good players in the weaker fields. Listen, anyone who used Bryson last year at Rocket Mortgage, wasn't really sweating it. He went out, he got his win. You got a ton of money out of Bryson. Uh, Since the U.S. Open was not involved in the one and done, it was probably the highest he put out, except for maybe his second at the WGC Mexico. So you really need to think about this in terms of getting that win. If Cantley is your best shot, I say use Cantley. I'm undecided on what I want to do with, but I have it kind of narrowed down to... The Molinari, Ricky, Berger, or Cantley Zalatoris. I think two of my picks are going to come from that range this week. And I think that's the range that I want to stick in. You got a hunch? go for it use Cam Davis but for me I want to stick with the brand names that I know uh, and I've been doing pretty well in the one and done so far in the three man one and done that I did with Tim and Jeff I ended up using Jason Day in that one because ownership doesn't really matter in that and maybe listen if Jason Day goes out and wins then the ownership doesn't really matter you're going to have to have him but if he's going to come in like 15 to 20% own which I project right now Speeth too I don't think that he's as like, he has basically the same amount of win equity as Molinari or Zalatoris at this point based on the betting odds. So I'd rather use the lower owned option, really try to hope to spike hit one and have the other guys falter and go down the leaderboard. That's where you can make up a substantial portion of your one and done winnings. Anyway, that's it for me. Subscribe to Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets, The Mix, wherever you download podcasts and smash the like button to this video. Who are you using in the one and done this week? I'm curious to know where the popularity lies. I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck. We'll see you next week.